When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday. It is the start of the off-season program in Green Bay for the Packers. Now, obviously, not everybody will be in attendance, but a lot of the dudes will appear and take part in meetings and strength and conditioning work. It is not quite yet OTAs, but it is the start of the off-season, essentially, in Green Bay. Um I won't be taking attendance. I know there are probably people in and around the beat who will be, but uh, the beginning of the 2022 Green Bay Packers, the formation, the foundation begins uh, this morning there at 1265 Lombardi. Beginning of the offseason, beginning of hope anew in Green Bay. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? Good to see everybody in the comment section. Good morning, Daniel. Something new to talk about. Hooray. I mean, guys in meetings. That's essentially what it is but it is the start of the program which is great um i saw a couple of guys kurt benkert put up a uh, insta story this morning arriving at the facility um also cheesehead tv's own cory banky lamenting the snow uh, right before i went on here uh see that it's uh snowing there in green bay what a welcome back to those guys who maybe traversed uh travel throughout the country to come back to Green Bay for the off-season program to be welcomed by snow on April 18th. <sighs> Green Bay. It's a special place. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, Kurt trying to recruit Julio. I saw that, man. I'm all in. I did like, uh, I believe that was uh, Tom Crabtree who said that Julio, if he did want to come to Green Bay, it's hard to miss it. Couldn't miss the building because it's the one with all the championships. Tom Crabtree doing the Lord's work as always. Brandy, good morning. How are you? I think at some, wait, what did you say? I think at some level, the Packers are trying to replicate Adams production through multiple players like Major League Baseball has been doing. Um, Yeah, essentially, that is undoubtedly going to be the plan. There's no way that one guy is going to come in and uh, do what Adams did. That's just impossible. But yes, that production has to go somewhere. They've got to move the football. They got to score points. And no one man, no one man can take the place of Devontae Adams. 
if this was a movie, that's how they'd say it. Um, but no question about it. Sammy Watkins is the beginning of that process, not the end. Um, but you can expect one or two more additions in the pass-catching realm, whether it's through the draft, through a trade, a free agent signing. But yeah, they'll have uh, multiple mouths to feed in that regard. And it'll be fun to watch Aaron do it. Oh, I got people texting me. What is going on? Don't they know I'm live? <laughs> yes. Uh, do you think the Packers in love will just play out his rookie deal? Or might the Packers offer him an extension after this season, say three years for $36 million or so? If so, do you think love would take it? That's a very good question. I had this conversation a little bit with uh, Ross Uglum in our draft video uh, last week. It gets tricky for the Packers after, you know, heading into that fourth year, because if you want to pull the trigger on a fifth year option, it is going to be plenty expensive. So to your point, maybe they do try to get ahead of it and sign him to an extension. But I can't imagine that his agent is going to want to sign him for anything past, you know, a year or two. Seeing as, man, he's a young guy, but he has, he has to get on the field. He wants to compete. He wants to play. And maybe there are assurances the Packers give him in the sense of, okay, once Aaron is done, whether that's one year, two years, what have you, then you're our guy. But we have no indication that that has happened or is going to happen. Again, and if I'm love, man, I want to get on the field. So, I mean, could those discussions happen? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I think it... To quote Mark Murphy when he was talking to Tom Grassi, I think it's a very much a year-by-year thing now, and we'll see where the team, the roster is next summer, how Aaron's feeling, if Aaron wants to continue, um, and then maybe they kind of just try to cross that bridge. But it's a tricky wicket, as the English like to say, for the Packers, no doubt about it. Uh, I saw someone mention Winfrey. Um, yeah, I hope he gets a shot. Uh, I thought, you know, his... NFL debut there down in Arizona was hit and miss. Uh, you saw the good with the bad, but I'm telling you, you talk about a player who consistently performed in camp last summer. He was outstanding uh, in August. Now, the the history of the Packers and the league is littered with guys who look great in the summer and disappeared once the lights come on. But you know, the key for young guys is to get on the field and to get playing time. And it would appear at the moment that there should be opportunities for him to kind of run with the ones and get in the mix a little bit more and maybe earn Aaron's trust. And I think if he does, yeah, man, he's got a real shot because he's got, you know, everything you want as far as his kind of physicality at the position, um, explosiveness, the ability to get off the press and all of that. He's more than capable. Um, I think he just, you know, needs some reps, needs some live reps with Aaron. The more of those he can get, get his confidence up, the better his chances are going to be. But I don't think the Packers are sitting there counting on Juwan Winfrey. He's sitting here in you know mid-April. But, you know, that if you're the player, you want that opportunity. The the longer kind of the offseason happens and you know they haven't made a flurry of signings obviously. They did bring in Watkins, but got to think obviously they'll probably draft at least one if not two wide receivers. Um but then training camp starts, the battle is on and anything goes, man. As Matt always says, it doesn't matter how you got here. It matters what you do when you get there. You know, when you step on the field, draft position is irrelevant. You make a case for yourself, you're going to get some playing time. You know, but you got to be consistent. And you, we all know you got to do it with 12. So I hope he gets a shot because I think, like I said, I think he's got promise. 
Jeff, thank you for the super chat. I keep hearing the Packers will make a trade on draft day for Metcalf or similar. If they wanted to spend that kind of money, why not just pay 17? Well, they tried, Jeff. They offered Devontae more than the Raiders, essentially. Now it's about guarantees, obviously, which, um, again, I think the Raiders probably acquiesced more to Adam's demands in that regard. But it's not like it was they were short of cash or didn't want to spend. They certainly did that. Um, the question is, why didn't they do it last summer? You know, I mean, because I think that's what set this whole thing in motion. But, you know, I don't think it's a question of, you know, why didn't they just pay 17? They tried. You know, they just didn't have a structure in place that uh, Adams and company wanted, especially after last summer and playing the whole year, kind of trying to get to free agency and or an inflection point where Devontae could have some leverage and kind of drive the ship, so to speak. Now, all of that said, do I think they're going to make that trade? No, for that very reason. Um, unless they can do it, you know, way below market draft pick, which I don't think Seattle's going to accept. But I can't imagine them sending a premium pick and then having to turn around and negotiate a new contract with DK Metcalf. That'd just be surprising to me. But crazier things have happened. Goodness knows. Uh, Mark, thanks for the super chat. Peter King said, Olave is Rogers' guy. You see that? Uh, no, I didn't, but it wouldn't surprise me. Much like Justin Jefferson was Rogers' guy. Hopefully, maybe this time they actually uh, hit on him. Maybe they get him this time, <laughs> rather than try to draft Rogers' eventual replacement. Um, Marshall, thank you for the super chat. The same fans who pined to sign a veteran wide receiver are now criticizing the Watkins deal. In the words of gold member, well then, there is no pleasing you. Go pack go. Man, you know, here's the thing. Yes, are some people complaining? Of course. But people are always going to complain about everything. The longer I'm online, the longer I'm on Twitter, the more you make content and deal with comment sections, etc. You understand that you are always, not always, but mostly going to hear from people who are discontent or grumbling or, you know, whatever negative word or conjuring you want to come with. Because that's what people do on the Internet, right? They vent. They, they let out whatever negative emotions are pent up and they have no place else to put it. So they put it online. Right. But that doesn't mean those are the exact same people that were saying we should sign a veteran wide receiver. Oftentimes it's just the discontent that are kind of overwhelming in their presence on Twitter, on comment sections in inboxes, what have you. It's just a wave. And that's why, I had to recalibrate myself as far as my relationship with the internet and my relationship with Twitter specifically for that very reason, because you are subjected. If you have any kind of a platform, you are very much subjected to waves of negativity. I mean, just unrelenting tidal waves of complaints and negative thoughts, et cetera. And it eats away at you after a while. So, but when you kind of step back from it and you, you kind of take a 30,000 foot view, you do realize that, okay, the, the same people, it's not the same people. It is people, it is Packers fans, there's no doubt about it, but it's usually different pockets. There may be like one or two people where it crosses over, sure, but for the most part, it's just people bitching. Just keep scrolling, essentially. Uh, they would never trade him to Green Bay, says Jake. I assume you're talking about Metcalf and... I wouldn't uh, put that out of the realm of possibility. Normally, I would say, yeah, there's probably no way they trade within the conference. But with Schneider and Goody going way, way back, it's a relationship business, man. You never know. 
Um, but I do agree. Under normal circumstances, yeah, I don't think Seattle would want to ship him anywhere in the conference. But, again, that's an old-school relationship. Those guys go back a long way. So you never know. You never, ever know. Chris, what's up, man? Good morning. Thanks for the super chat. Let's give Jared Boykin a call. Welcome home. There you go. Now, now, we're, now we're cooking with gas. Jared Boykin. What a blast from the past. Roger Shurtoe, what's up, man? Prettiest throw from Rod down the seam to Greg Jennings in 2010-11 Super Bowl or down the seam to Tunyon last season. Go back, go. Well, if you're talking down the seam, are you talking about the one to Tunyon that he got hurt on in Arizona? Or are you talking about the touchdown uh, in week two against Detroit? Because both of those are some pretty great balls. But ultimately, I think that throw from Rodgers down the seam to Jennings on third down in the Super Bowl is the best throw he's ever made. I mean, he's made a bunch, obviously, and he's made a ton of insanely big-time throws, amazing physicality, touch, what have you. He's got a whole kind of, you know, library of Congress full of gorgeous, amazing throws. But that throw, given the situation, given what's at stake, the throw itself, the fact that it's just inches over the defensive back's fingertips, I mean, it's you can't get any better. It's amazing. That's an amazing throw. That is such an amazing throw. Uh, I must admit, I am the Redditor who predicted the Sammy Watkins deal. Well, Logan, kudos. Uh, what do we got? Dave, what's up, man? Would really like Packers to pick up some Kylan Hill insurance later in the draft. Yeah, Dave, I would not be surprised if they draft a running back on day three. Wouldn't be surprised at all. I would be surprised if they picked one early. But yes, um, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that if there's somebody of value there, much like Kylan Hill was, I think they had Hill rated higher than the seventh round. Um, but if there's somebody there, say late day three, who you think is a really good kind of deal slash value, no question. I, I would not be surprised to see that happen. And I also would love to see Kylan Hill bounce back and, you know, hit the ground running, so to speak, once he's healthy and returned to form. Because, man, it looked like they found something there. He looked like a player last summer. No question about it. Walter, what's up, man? What is more likely we find another wide receiver and have two wide receivers have 800 plus yard seasons or Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon both have 1000 scrimmage yard seasons. I will definitely take the, the latter there. Uh, Dillon and Jones going over a thousand all purpose yards each. I think the offense is designed for it. I think they're both enter you know, in their prime, so to speak as NFL players. Um, well, whoever gets put into the mix on the outside and the perimeter of the wide receiver spot, it's going to be a work in progress for especially the first half of the year, most likely. Uh, I don't doubt Aaron Rodgers will make it work. It'll be they'll be productive, but I think the bread and butter this year is going to be that backfield. It has to be. They're the talented, like most seasoned players on the offense. Like they they've got to be featured, at least in my mind. That's just that's just me talking. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, good morning to the fine folks in the chat. Yes, most hated Minnesotan. Good morning to all the fine folks in the chat. Mm. What are my Vegas odds that the Packers trade one of their first round picks? As Han said, never tell me the odds. Um, I will say 50 to 1. I'll say that. Aaron Harper, what's up, man? If Love asked for a trade, do you think the Packers would do it? If I was him, I want to play now. I mean, I think it all depends on the comp, right? If they can give, if they do give him permission to seek a trade and there is some team willing to give up a premium pick for him, sure, they'll listen. They'll pick up the phone, but they're not going to do it just to do it. 
he's valuable in Green Bay as a backup, having invested now a couple years in this system, backing up Aaron Rodgers. He took all the number one reps last offseason. He's probably going to take most of the number one reps this offseason. You know, you've developed this guy. Don't you're not, They're not going to just give him away. Even if he does ask for a trade, which I would totally understand, he probably does want to play. But if you're the Packers, your job is to look for, out for the Packers. And the investment you have in him, you never know. With Aaron Rodgers, aging quarterback, just you know, not quite as nimble, not quite as flight around the edge. Maybe he gets caught from behind, twists an ankle, what have you. Now it's backup quarterback time. I want to bring in the guy we've invested two plus years into before I go and, you know, turn to Kurt Benkert or sign Bortles off the street or some nonsense, you know? That's just uh, how I think the Packers will view it. Roger Shirt Toe. What's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Seeing past Tunyon against the Lions on Monday Night Football. There you go. So, still a beautiful play. Amazing pass. One that I, we saw him make to Jermichael Finley as well back in the day. But still give me the, uh, the Greg Jennings throw in the Super Bowl. Watching draft day every day until the draft. Mike, why would you do that to yourself? This is one of the few areas in life where Wes Hod and I part ways. I know he reveres that film. I wish it was burned with fire. But everybody, you dig what you dig. It's all good. Uh, I'd pick a safety at 28, Don Vito. Juan Bisker is a stud. You can build your safety room around. I mean, safety is not off the board. No question about it. With both Amos and Savage essentially entering final years of their kind of deals, so to speak. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens with Savage. But I suspect, yeah, safety, if there's one... They think, you know, makes sense value-wise on their draft board. A hundred percent is a possibility at either twenty-two or twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Draft day is awful. I want my picks back, all of them. Yes, it is awful. It is terrible. It is god awful. Um, make sure I didn't miss any super chats. SC Herb, what's up? Thanks for watching on Facebook. Do you think we'll move up in the draft? I doubt it. Um, it's interesting though because Brian's done it a lot. He's done it more than Ted did, especially early rounds. Um, now, I know, like, last year they stayed put, um, but he has shown he is not afraid to maneuver up or down. Um, and if there's a guy he loves, and that's always the million-dollar question, then and if he covets somebody and he sees kind of the board falling a certain way and he has to get his guy, yeah, it's a possibility. Um, who that would be, I have no idea. You'd have to ask Brian. Good luck with that. Uh, does the NFL get a group rate on passports for international games? That's a really good question, Brandy. I don't know. Um, I suspect probably not, but I think they're good for it. So, but I'll ask, uh, operations at 1265. That's a really good question. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Is there anything dumber than the draft simulators? I've done a million of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. They're fun. I much prefer the thing that the press gazette puts out every year at the start of camp where they have their, uh, the the roster builder you know where you can like decide who makes the 53 who put who you put on the practice squad and stuff like that that i love but yeah the draft simulators i mean i don't know man it's just not for me but i get people love them like yourself you said you've done a million of them i get it man it's addictive i feel you chris what's up man i was at the monday night football game against the lions this year that throw up the scene to tanya made me spill my beer all over the ladies next to me shoes <laughs> r.i.p their shoes Sticky floors. Brandon, what's up, man? 
do you see a, for, a future where we see more concrete info on what individual teams draft board look like? Maybe say 10 years later, it seems like that would be a natural continual growth of the draft industrial complex. I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked. I mean, we do get kind of um, playbooks after the fact, like most of McCarthy's stuff is out there now uh, in the coaching realm, like coaching websites that feature like X's and O's and have old, old school playbooks. Like there's a couple of McCarthy books out there now. Um, so I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility, but I would really tend to doubt it. Um, it's just one of those things that teams guard, like it's Fort Knox, like it's nuclear secrets and time. I don't think is going to change anything, especially when guys are out here, like trying to get jobs and, you know, well, okay, well, I can look, you used to work in green Bay and on their 10 year old board there, when you were a regional scout, you guys had so-and-so way higher than he should have gone, blah, blah, blah. Like I, nobody wants that out there. So. Is it possible? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it'd be fun, but I just, I don't see it happening. Preston, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Kenny Clark and Jordan Davis in the middle. Not a bad idea, but what about Kenny Clark and Nags to shore up the middle? Are you uh, suggesting that I'm putting on weight, sir? Because you would be correct. I need to get out and move a little bit. Um, Oh, speaking of Kenny Clark, Kenny's going to join us on uh, night one of the draft on the Cheesehead TV draft live stream. So, if you're a Patreon member, get your questions ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kenny's going to join us at some point. No idea what time. we got a bunch of people showing up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Landon, thanks for the Super Chat. How do you feel overall about our roster at this exact moment? Obviously, more talent will be added, but people aren't giving Brian Gutekunst credit for continuing to build a competitive roster. I said this last night on Extra Cheese. Somebody was in here talking about how I was nuts to think that the Packers were still contenders, which they absolutely are. Like, yes, they have some work to do at wide receiver, but they are riddled with talent across the board on this roster. Yes, as you indicate, still work to do. But how do I feel about the roster right now? Pretty damn good. Uh, I know they're in a much better spot than probably 75% of the league. Uh, I like this roster a lot. But yes, there is still some work to do. Always is. It's a 365 gig. But yeah, their roster is not only competitive, it will it will be in contention. Zero doubt. Draft, draft industrial complex. Man, the dick. What are you going to do? All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go. Ha, 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 ha.